Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment here on a Wednesday, dancing with myself, flying solo, just Euler, no Motes today on the Steelers Blitz. Motesy, if you missed it earlier, he had a, uh, a speaking engagement today, so nothing wrong, no need to worry, he'll be back on Friday as we will uh, get you ready for Steelers-Dolphins Sunday night in prime time. We'll have all the normal Friday fixings that you expect. Five-star Friday, here we go songs, predictions, all that jazz and more. If you've been rocking and rolling with the Steelers Blitz here over the years, this is the fifth year. It's crazy how time flies, but the fifth year that Motsi and I have been doing this show together. One of our old staples that we haven't done uh, yet this season used to be called Best of the West, and it was a simple concept where I would just power rank top 10 teams in the NFL on a week-to-week basis. Now, sometimes we would switch it up, right? Because when you do things like that, they can get a little mundane, certainly, and we're always cognizant of that in the radio business. We don't want to bore you guys. We don't want to be too repetitive. We don't want to be too redundant. So sometimes we would switch it up and we'd rank you know, the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL right now, different things like that. But for this, we will go back to our roots. We will go back to where we started. From whence we began, which of course was the best of the West, just a simple ranking of your top 10 teams across the National Football League. And we start at the top because, I mean, who wants to count down from 10 to 1 and make you wait, right? We start with the top of the list. And when you're talking power rankings in the NFL right now, unless you're a hater or maybe you live in Philadelphia, it's got to be the Buffalo Bills, right? Um, five and one. Yes, they did have the week three loss to Miami. But, man, other than that game, it has been all sunshine and rainbows for the Bills. They've been able to uh, get out to a five and one impressive start in the face of a lot of injuries themselves as well, too. They've lost a lot of their secondary. They've had some of their front seven out. Some really key contributors, Dawson Knox and Edmonds and Tredavis White and Jordan Poyer. I mean, they've they have had some dudes, some dogs out of the lineup here over the last couple weeks. And they're still five and one. They're still humming. They still go to Arrowhead Stadium, one of the toughest environments in the NFL, and they're able to get a victory there in a, a little bit of a revenge game against the Chiefs, if you will. It's got to be the Bills number one. Josh Allen, what he's doing. Von Miller, the uh, extra 
level that he's taken that defense to. He's right on the heels of Alex Highsmith as your NFL sack leader at this point. Like I said, unless you're from Philadelphia or maybe you're you know a Jets, Dolphins, Patriots person who just hates the Bills, and I don't know why any of those groups would be listening to me on Steelers Nation Radio right now, but if you are, hey, welcome to the party, pals. It's got to be the Bills, number one, unless you are just incredibly biased. Number two, though, I am going to go with the Eagles. Um, I agree with what our buddy Nick Farabaugh said. I don't think that they are, you know, quite the world beaters that their record might indicate. They have beaten some good teams. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, they beat the Vikings. They beat the Cowboys. Those are two good teams. But I just, I still want to see it play out more for the Eagles. My worry for them, if, 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 you know, if I was an Eagles guy, would be that maybe they're playing their best football right now. Everything's going well. They've been playing perfect football almost. And we're not even at Halloween yet. You know, there could be that classic, are they peaking a little too early? But, man, they they start well. They have really played solid in the first halves of their games. They really can shut things down, down the stretch. And they've got a favorable schedule for the rest of the way. I mean, we could easily look up and this team could be 9-0, and 10-0, 9-1, you know, 10-2 and two down the stretch here. Um, they're a good squad. Nick Sirianni has them playing well. They're, route, they're well-rounded on offense. Jalen Hurts is really growing into to that quarterback role there and has been one of the best QBs in the league to start this season. Their offensive line is good. Their defense is stingy. They've got playmakers in the secondary. They've got playmakers on that offense. They're a good team. I've got them at number two right now. It wouldn't surprise me if later on in the season maybe they're in the – more like the five or six range, but this is a week-to-week thing when we do these best of the West power rankings, so I've got the Eagles at number two. At number three, I've got the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, we thought, um, you know, that they might reassert themselves this past week against Buffalo. That didn't happen. Patrick Mahomes throwing that game-deciding interception uh, late in the fourth quarter as they fall to the Bills by four points, but the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. They might not be the same juggernaut. They might not be as loaded uh, on offense and defense as they were two, three, four years ago, but they are still, I think, without a doubt, one of the elite teams, one of the true Super Bowl contenders in the NFL. I got the Chiefs at number three. Maybe a little bit of surprise here at number four. I would not have predicted this before the season. I don't think many people did, but I've got the Minnesota Vikings at number – sorry, sorry, sorry. The Minnesota Vikings at number four. Hey, they're five and one. Don't look now, but their only losses to the undefeated Eagles – Again, no one is, you know, calling them a juggernaut or anything coming into this season. And I think we all believe that Kirk Cousins has his limitations. But right now, they're tough to beat. They're stout on defense. They can get after the quarterback. They've got an experienced group in the secondary. Dalvin Cook is a stud. Jefferson is a stud. And they're playing really good football right now. I got the Vikings at number four. At number five... Now, see, this is where it starts to get tough. To me, the top four was pretty easy. This is where it starts to get a little bit tough. At number five, I'm going to go with the New York Giants. I am. I. This is another one. I, I don't know how great I'm going to feel about this team at the end of the season, but the way they're playing right now, I don't think you can deny it. And they've beaten some good teams. They Lamar Jackson, who's been on fire this season, they made him look average on Sunday. 
Daniel Jones, yeah, he has his limitations, but they have got that offense clicking still with Saquon Barkley as the focal point, and 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 he's been outstanding so far. Uh, Brian Dable has, man, he's done some good work there, and they've had some impressive comebacks. They they have had three wins uh, already this season in games which they've trailed by double digits. It's a good football team. Maybe five is a little high to have them in the bigger picture, but right now they're playing about as well as anybody in this second tier. I've got the Giants at five. At number six, and you're not going to like this one, but don't look now, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. They're starting to look more like themselves. Slow start to the season, right? But they've won three of their last four games now. Joe Burrow is looking like his old self. Jamar Chase went off uh, well over 100 yards, two touchdowns this past weekend. I don't like it as much as you do. But the Bengals quietly starting to play good football, quietly getting back into that form that they had down the stretch last season there at number six for me. Number seven is the Dallas Cowboys. Impressive what they've done without Dak Prescott. Can they take it to another level with Dak back in the fold? Um, looks like he could go this weekend against the Lions. Cooper Rush, you know, he he held the fort admirably, but he's just limited in what he can do there. Uh, they obviously struggled against the Eagles um, this past week, lost by nine points on Sunday night football. Still think the Cowboys are a good team, though, and uh, belong in this kind of second tier to to start the season. Number eight is the Baltimore Ravens. This this is where it really gets hard because there's like that upper echelon of, of Bills, Eagles, Chiefs right now and then there's some teams in that second tier and then it's like a lot of 500 football teams who have played good some weeks and really struggled the other weeks but I'm going with the Ravens at number eight um I just think there's enough on that defense Lamar Jackson has had really good stretches this season now he's also the three games that they've lost he's shared his share of responsibility in that um you know they 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 should have probably won this past weekend they should have certainly won a couple weeks ago against the Dolphins in that epic comeback that Miami had in Baltimore. Um, they've got to have better ball security, the Ravens do, going forward. They're still a good team, and when they're playing well, they're, they they can hang with anybody in the league. I've got them at number eight. At number nine, I've got the Los Angeles Chargers. They're 4-2. They haven't been um, maybe as impressive as, impressive as I think a lot of people thought that they would be to start this season. A lot of hype going in with that team. Uh, Justin Herbert bringing in some big pieces on defense. It hasn't all come together yet, but they're still 4-2. and two. And so when I look at a team that has a lot of talent across the board on both sides of the football, they're a little beat up on the offensive line, but, but they've got playmakers on offense. Um, they have been just beat up in general to start the season. Uh, they lost Rashawn Slater, one of the best young tackles in football. Keenan Allen has, has missed a handful of games here. Again, though, still 4-2, and two, still a lot of room for improvement, still a lot of talent, and it feels like it's starting to, to, to come together there for them. I have got the Chargers at number 9. And then number 10 is, man, this is difficult. I thought about Tampa Bay. I thought about San Francisco. I thought about the Rams. The Jets. I mean, there's there's a lot of different ways that you can go here. But I think I'm going to go with the Jets, honestly. Now, I don't know if I would pick them head-to-head right now against Tampa Bay or against San Fran. But form matters in this. The, the way that you're playing on a week-to-week basis matters in best of the West. It's supposed to be a week-to-week evaluation. And they're playing good football right now. Um, they're four and two. They just had a big win up in Lambeau. And folks, my goodness, Sauce Gardner 
is a dog at defensive back for the Jets. Between him and Quinn and Williams, I mean, they really, they've got a stud on the defensive line. They've got a stud in the secondary, and that always makes you difficult to play against. Um, Brees Hall is finally the rookie running back out of Iowa State, who I know well because he used to carve up my Mountaineers for three straight years. Brees Hall is looking like he has taken that next step forward, right? That he's, yeah, he's still a rookie, but he's now got some games under his belt. He now knows the offense, and he's about to take off. Um, had over 100 yards on the ground in the game-winning touchdown up there at Lambeau Field. Um, I tell you, the Jets might have arrived. At 10, that's, I think, going to be about where they are this season. They're 4-2 and two right now. I, you know, wouldn't surprise me if they finish 9-8 and eight or something like that, but they're in the playoff stretch, uh, in the playoff conversation down the stretch. There's a lot of good young talent on that football team. Uh, Zach Wilson as well, too. He It's starting to come together for him. They, they got the Wilson brothers on offense, right? Uh, that's impressive, too. Their rookie class so far from, from Sauce to Wilson uh, to Brees Hall, I mean, they, they've got some menaces there. They really do. Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, Brees Hall, Quinnen Williams, they're buying into what Robert Sala has, has been you know trying to instill there in the culture. I've got the Jets at number 10. So there is my best of the West here for the first time this season. Now we go to the tweets as we begin to wind down the show. One last call here at Wesley Euler is where you get involved. Uh, if you want to tweet me here, your questions, comments, concerns, and reactions, let's get into it. Steeler Nation 920 tweets and says, I don't agree with Kenny playing on Sunday. I never thought the Steelers should have made the switch in the first place, but that's why I'm not a head coach. Do you think this will hurt Mitch's confidence uh, playing well against Tampa and getting benched, or will he continue to be a professional and win? Well, yes. First of all, I don't think you need to worry about Mitch's confidence, and I'm not trying to sound like a jerk when I'm saying that, but once you make that switch to Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett's your guy. Kenny Pickett is the future, or at least you need to find out if he can be the future. You don't concern yourself with Mitch's feelings or Mitch's confidence, particularly once you've you've made that switch to Kenny. Um, Steeler Nation 920 also adds, if Kenny is having a terrible game, do you think they would pull him? No, I do not. Um, because, again, you don't, you can't do that quarterback carousel thing at this point. You just can't. And I know, listen, I've been preaching this. Moats and I, we preach this all the time. The Steelers, they operate differently than most organizations. They want to win every single season, every single month, every single game, every single year. They don't look at this as, all right, well, we got to get Kenny out there because we're not going to win a Super Bowl this year and we need to find out what we have in number eight. They look at this as how are we going to win every single week, how are we going to maintain the standard, and how are we going to give ourselves a chance to play meaningful games in December and January and maybe sneak into the playoffs after a one and four start. All that aside, I just, the mixed signaling of going back and forth between quarterbacks, back and forth between Kenny and Mitch, it's just never good. And it's ironic how a lot of this stuff, you know, the the concussion thing with Kenny, now the quarterback carousel is all happening ahead of Miami because look no further. I think they did some harm to Tua's development early on in his career when they continued to go back and forth between him and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And did it maybe win them an extra game or two? Sure, you could make that argument. Absolutely. But look at what they had now with Tua before he got hurt. That's what you're hoping that you have with Kenny going forward. And the quarterback carousel thing just... It, it, it's it's never the way to go. It isn't. And so, if Kenny can play, Kenny should play. 
I, I'm I'm a little cognizant about, you know, giving him some extra time and what if he takes another big hit in, in these things. But you know what? It's the National Football League. As Motsi tells us from time to time, every play is a car, is a car crash. You can't live in your fears, fears in that regard. If he's cleared to go, if he is truly healthy, it's Kenny and you don't look back. You thank Mitch for his professionalism. You're confident that he is absolutely one of the best backup quarterbacks in the league right now when, when that's his role. But if Kenny's struggling, it doesn't matter as long as he's healthy. He stays in there. That's where you're at right now. Rudy tweets, any plans for Halloween? We're going as Top Gun. You know what? That's a good question, Rudy. Um, my daughter just turned one last week. So she did get Halloween last year, but she was only like two weeks old. So my plans for Halloween are going to be, I, I, you know what? I got to talk to my wife about this. But I can imagine we're just going to dress up the baby and, and do a little strolling around the neighborhood before it gets too cold outside. And now I'm actually kind of excited. That should be what tweet me. All right. Tweet me at Wesley Euler, speaking of the tweets, and let me know what we should dress our daughter up as for Halloween. There you go. Shout out Rudy. Me tweets the show. Me. And says, Westman, happy Wednesday, yo. In my opinion, you roll with Kenny if he's healthy. You need stability. Completely agree, me. Me also throws in his three pack of questions, as always. Who's the more rounded tight end? Gentry or young Hayward? Right now, certainly Gentry. He's proven that he can do it in the past game. He is uh, a very stout in the run game. I do think, though, I would say Connor Hayward, if you want to think that he maybe has a higher ceiling, that there's more potential there, I, I wouldn't be against that. But right now, it's Gentry. Gentry is quietly a very well-rounded tight end. I just said a minute ago, Mitch Trubisky, best backup quarterback in the NFL, or certainly in that discussion. I think Gentry, one of the best number two tight ends in the National Football League as well, too. But all that to say, you should be excited about the upside uh, that we've seen from Hayward throughout the preseason and training camp and that he flashed on Sunday against Tampa. Number two from me, uh, what's the better sandwich, tuna melt or grilled cheese? Ooh, that's tough. Guess it would depend on the time of the year. I, this time of year when the weather starts to get cold and it's dark outside at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, just grilled cheese sandwiches with a little soup just hit, don't they? But summertime, tuna melt sitting by the pool. Whoo! I'm going to go grilled cheese, though, just because it's it's there's less floor-to-ceiling there with a grilled cheese. Grilled cheese is good all the time. Tuna melt, eh. Sometimes you get some wonky tuna. Sometimes you get some old tuna. There's there's a higher ceiling, but there's a much lower floor for the tuna melt. So I'll go with the consistency of the grilled cheese. Number three, final from me, is what's the deal with pickleball being so uber popular? I'm not sure. I, I don't take this the wrong way to anybody who is old, but is it maybe just old people? You know, there's a lot of people who like to stay active as they get older, as they should, and a lot of people who play tennis – and just as they get older, their knees, they can't take all that running around, the wear and tear and the the pounding on the concrete of playing tennis. Pickleball, you shrink that court. Um, and you know what? It's just fun. It is me. I'll tell you that much for free. It's fun. It's it's like shrunken tennis. Um, it's like expanded table tennis. How about that? Um, it's fun. Anyone can play it. It is exercise, but not overly strenuous. I think those are the reasons why pickleball is being uh, so popular as of late. Rod Dallas says, if Kenny has a full week of reps, I would put him out there. That's where I'm at, too. As long as he practices today and tomorrow, I, I am, I'm rolling with KP. Thrash tweets us, 
and says, I think you got to rest Pickett. We don't need him getting hurt like Tua did, rushing back out there. Mitch showed he's more than capable of filling in when the pressure is off. I am with you on that, Thrash. I certainly think uh, that Mitch is more than capable of filling in. But I, I, I understand what Mike Tomlin kind of alluded to on Tuesday, that, that they've made that change now. It is Kenny's QB room. And you feel, you should feel great about having Mitch as the number two. Like I said, I, I haven't thought about this. I'd have to look at all the rosters. But he is certainly, if not the best, top two or three backup quarterbacks in the league. But when you made that switch at halftime against the Jets, you made that switch. If Pickett's good to go, and that is obviously the key, if he's good to go, if he is legitimately cleared, if it wasn't a major concussion, and I know that that's always, you know, Max and Wolf were laughing about that. It's like, you can't be a little bit pregnant. You're either pregnant or you aren't, and that's the way it is with concussions. But if he clears early this week, if hopefully they were just being a little more cautious on Sunday, he's good to go for practice. He shows no sign of setbacks. I'm rolling with Kenny Pickett. Walter tweets us and says, Devin Bush looked good in space last week. Yeah, he did. And it was an important bounce back, I think, from Buffalo. I I think Devin Bush has been quietly pretty solid this season. He struggled in Buffalo. I'm not going to deny that. But it was a nice bounce back uh, last week against Tampa and obviously making that huge play on the two-point conversion to keep keep the Steelers in the driver's seat. Michael tweets and says, What's up, cousin? Do you think they will activate Calvin Austin this week? Will they sit Gunner or who will take his spot? Good question, Michael. They got to activate Calvin Austin soon, either this week or next week, or he has to spend the entire season on IR. Um, he's another one that you don't want to rush, but you certainly want to see what he's got. It could be Gunner, although I will say this for Gunner: just like when you felt, uh, just when you were starting to feel that um, his role on this team might be diminished, he made a couple big special teams tackles on Sunday against the Bucks, and that matters. You know, you just heard Matt Williamson in the last segment talking about how the Steelers love those core special teams guys that they can rely on. Now, Gunner seems like he's lost that role of returner to Steven Sims, right? But if he can add value in the punt game, in the kick game, I still think they'll find a way to to make room for him and potentially both whenever Calvin Austin does return. But yes, let's, let's hope we see Calvin Austin this week or in Philly, because if not, we're not going to see him this year. Tell you what, you guys are asking some some good, good questions here. Douglas says that he would be careful with Kenny Pickett uh going forward here as well, too. Um, and I that that is certainly I think what the Steelers are doing on on the south side as we speak right now. Uh Rod Dalla also tweets, no moats on this Wednesday. I already don't like how this week is going, but I got faith that you can hold it down like Mitch did against the Bucks. Let's go, baby. That's what we're talking about. Uh, Ranger Abraham back in the tweets. What's up, buddy? Tweets and says, if Kenny can practice and is healthy uh, by the end of the week, I'd start him. If not, go with Trubisky. This team cannot backtrack now that it's Kenny's team. Absolutely. I don't know if I would say it's Kenny's team. I mean, it's it's Cam Hayward's team. It's TJ Watt's team, but it's Kenny's offense, and, and you're right. You can't backtrack... Once that toothpaste gets out of the tube, whatever cliche you want to throw on there, that's kind of the bed that you've made, and you lie in it now, and you certainly don't want to flip-flop back and forth. Steeler Rocker, our buddy Jay in New Hampshire. 
tweets and says, always a great solo show, Wes. I'm praying that Pickett is cleared. I think under the lights, the kid will shine. I hope and believe we might be nearing a turning point that we've referenced before. Get healthy all around and look out. That's that's what you got to hope for. You know, the defense, it's starting to come together for the defense in terms of health. I think we're all optimistic that after the bye week, we could get TJ Watt back. Um, if the offense can start to figure itself out in the meantime and you can just hold serve, then yeah, look out because the schedule gets easier down the stretch at home. You've got five of your last nine games at home as well too, so a little home cook in there. There's still reason to obviously hold out faith for this year. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, oh yeah, the Steelers are going to win a Super Bowl, but I don't think they are going to uh, play meaningless games at the end of the season either. I think there's a really good chance that you know we could get to uh, late December and that stretch of Carolina, Vegas, Baltimore, Cleveland, those last four games could really be important. But you got to take care of business in the meantime, and you're right. Uh, knock on wood uh, for some more uh, fortune in the health department there because then they really could have something cooking. Annie tweets us and says, I would prefer Kenny Pickett sits another week after being concussed just to be on the safe side. And a question for you, Wes. What is your favorite game day time? I am a Sunday at 1 o'clock fan. Yes, I am a Sunday at 1 o'clock fan as well, too. And that's how I know that I'm old. Because when I was younger, I loved the night games, the primetime games more than anything else. I love the 4.30 games as well, too. But, yeah, I, I work the games now. So I'm a Sunday at 1 o'clock guy because I want to be able to be home by 7, 7.30 and see my daughter before she goes to bed uh, for home games. And for road games, I'd like to get home and, and be back at my house before midnight, not like 3 a.m. like we will be uh, after that game down in Miami. So, yeah, Sunday at 1 o'clock. For college football, I'm a big 3.30 guy. I love the 3.30 kickoffs in college football. It's perfect. You get enough time to tailgate without rushing. You also, again, you know, the, the game's over before it gets too late. So, yeah, 1 o'clock for NFL, 3.30 for college football. I would sign in blood for my team to play at those times for the rest of my life. Devin tweets to Kenny Pickett practice today. Devin, the practice report will be out around 3 o'clock, so watch this space. The Real Teddy, not two gloves, The Real Teddy, says, hate to burst your bubble, but the Ratbirds are not a top 10 team. Now, hold on, Teddy. You're allowed to have that opinion, certainly, but you got to tell me who is instead, right? That's how this works. You can't just say, oh, man, this guy was snubbed from the Pro Bowl. You got to tell me who spot he should have taken. So, Teddy, I can be convinced that the Ravens aren't a top 10 team, but tell me who you are replacing them with first, cousin. Richie tweets any update on Calvin Austin. Talked about this a couple minutes ago. Uh, nothing yet, but again, he's got to be activated in the next two weeks or else he will have to spend the entire season on IR. He is in that window now. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Thrash tweets us and says, dress baby Olivia up as baby Yoda. Oh, now that's a good one. That's a real good one, Thrash. Uh, Last one here. Wallace tweets, well, maybe last one. I'll do one more refresh before we get out of here, to be fair to you, to Yins. Uh, Wallace tweets, if they do activate Calvin Austin, who do you take snaps away from? Now, see, that's the question as well, too, Wallace, because before last week, I would have said Chase Claypool. But I'm certainly not taking any snaps away from Chase Claypool after that performance against Tampa on Sunday. It's an interesting question. It really is. But I still think with that skill set, with that speed, you can find a way to get him involved. It doesn't have to be him playing 80%, 90% of the snaps. But I, I think there's a role with that skill set to be played. But that is the question. Who do you take snaps away from? Because that 
might have been an easier answer a few days ago, but but not after what we saw on Sunday. Uh, Steeler Nation 920 says, do you think after Mitch's performance on Sunday, Kenny might feel a little pressure to stand out and make bigger plays? Possibly. I'm sure within the walls of the Steelers' facilities, they're making it clear to Kenny, this is still your offense. And again, if you listen to everything Mike Tomlin said in his Tuesday press conference, you can read the tea leaves there. You can parse between the lines. That's that's kind of what Mike Tomlin was saying, that as long as Kenny's healthy, it's still his offense. But Mitch did go out there and ball. He certainly did. And if Kenny feels a little pressure that, hey, I got to you know, go out there and perform because there's somebody capable behind me, it's not a bad thing. And as Arthur Motes has said many times before, see, I always find a way to bring Motsy into these shows a bunch of times, even when he's not here. As, as Motsy has said before, competition's always a good thing. And he would always make that joke, right? Ben Roethlisberger never really had to worry about that, but it's a good thing for quarterbacks too. Well, if Kenny is feeling a, a little pressure of, of knowing that, that Mitch put in a solid performance and Mitch is capable, hey, uh, certainly nothing wrong with, with pushing the young rookie and, uh, and keeping him motivated out there, although I doubt, knowing Kenny, that he, he needs any extra motivation. Last one here says uh, from Jason, gets the last tweet in today. He says, how difficult is it for you to maintain your impartiality and not overreact while doing your uh, halftime reports and all your work on the game day broadcast? I'll tell you this, Jason. It was it was difficult at first, more so for me when I was younger, if I'm being honest with you now. You know, this is my fifth season working for the Steelers and part of the broadcast crew and all that stuff. And yeah, this is my first time actually being on air for the broadcasts, but I was always doing stuff behind the scenes in the past. It gets, it's funny to say, but it gets easier as the years go along because I'm sure you can all relate to this. A job is still a job. And I love the Steelers. I, 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 you know, I, was a crazy emotional fan growing up. The Steelers won the Super Bowl when I was a freshman in high school. When I was a senior in high school, there's some of my best memories from growing up. I've been to two Steelers Super Bowl parades, uh, the first one with my mom, the second one with my boys. The Steelers have been good pretty much my entire life that I've been old enough to care and pay attention. But it's also to, you ask anybody who kind of works in this, as you get deeper into it, 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 it does, you know, it's still a job. As much as I am so fortunate, I'm so blessed to be able to do this. You know, I'm, I'm not working construction and swinging a hammer and breaking my back all day. I'm not sitting in a cubicle crunching numbers or making sales calls all day. I'm very fortunate that I get to do this. It's, it's a lot of fun, but it is still a job, right? And particularly in year five, you start to be able to, you know, carp compartmentalize those things a little bit. I'm still a fan. I still want the Steelers to win every single game that they play, but I've got a job to do. I can't be screaming and yelling and hooting and hollering in the broadcast booth, you know, like I'm waving my terrible towel and sitting in the stands and, and drinking cold ones with all the with all the diehard uh, members of Steeler Nation. So that's a long-winded answer to your question. But like I said, five years ago, it was more difficult. Now I, you know, I think that I've I've grown into it a little bit. I know that you have to check your emotions at the door because you've got a job to do, and the Steelers trust me to do some pretty significant jobs on game days. And I, you know, I want to honor that in good faith, and I don't want to let my emotions or my fandom get in the way of that. It's funny too. Now I, I've been doing stuff. I don't talk about this much. Some of you guys might not know this. I've been doing a little stuff for the Penguins as, as well too on the broadcast side of things. It's the same thing over there. You, you 
you're still a fan. You still want the team to win every game because obviously it makes my job more fun when the teams are winning, without a doubt. Everyone's in a better mood. It's just it's just easier. But at the same time, you know, you 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 once you get into it, it is still a job and you still have to to be professional in that regard. And it's funny too. Like I I think that's part of a reason why uh, you know why the the WVU side of me comes out so much too because that is still just pure you know just pure pleasure for me. The Steelers, it's business and pleasure. WVU, it's just pleasure, and I so I don't have to be you know quite as is is inhibited. I don't have to check those emotions at the door as much. That's why Mozi likes to get me wound up and Chris Carter and those guys. Uh, but it, like I said, it all comes back to I am I'm very blessed to be able to do this. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of. Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a grind during the season. It certainly is. I, I'm in the a stretch right here of going like three weeks now without a day off, four weeks without a day off. I, I miss my daughter and my wife when I travel on the weekends, absolutely. But it's also pretty darn cool. Um, you know, getting to go on these trips, getting to ride on the Steelers flight. You know, I'll be in Miami this weekend, be in Philly next weekend. I'm excited to go to Indy for Monday night football. It was awesome experiencing experiencing that atmosphere up in Buffalo last week. I'm excited. You know, I've never been to where the Falcons play, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome, that new stadium. Excited for that. I'm ex- I've never been to M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore where we'll be later on in the season. A uh, lot of cool experiences. I'm very excited to go back to Hard Rock Stadium in Miami this weekend because I've been there once before, and that was 2012 for the Orange Bowl when WVU smoked Clemson and hung 70 on them boys. How we doing? I'm sorry, I just had to get that one in there. Thanks to everybody who tweeted the show today. I always appreciate you guys. We appreciate you every day, but particularly when I'm a solo act here. Uh, Motsi will be back on Friday. We'll have all your Friday fixings as we get you ready to go to Miami. Thanks uh, to our buddy Nick Farabaugh for joining me earlier on in the show as well, too. That'll do it for me today. Take care now. Bye-bye then. We'll talk the ends on Wednesday. As always, you know where to find us. It's high noon on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Oh, Motsi isn't here, so I got to do this myself. Steelers Nation Radio. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Dot com slash compatibility.